Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukinen. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I am here to preach the word this morning. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I was just thinking, thinking about what's been said already. I, I'm not, it's not usually an accident why, what you, why you preach what you preach, but uh, I'm going to be talking about understanding this morning. And understanding, understanding this morning. So children, you can make your way to the back. Uh, yeah, hallelujah. Understanding is important. I check for understanding in my students because I need to see that they're applying the things that they're learning. And, uh, and if they're not applying it, we have to go back and revisit some things so that, that the understanding is there. Because if there's a lack of understanding, they're not going to do well, and they're not going to succeed. <laughs> but we need that understanding. In Proverbs 4, 7, you don't have to go there, but it's a, it's a popular verse that you've probably heard before, that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding too. You need to get understanding. Not just know all these things, but how to apply them, how to do them. And there's, but there's lots of things to understand. We learn, we listen, we can understand things, apply things. It's so interesting when I looked at the definition of understanding, and I'm, I'll come back there. Uh, I'll, actually, I'll come there, I'll go there now. In the definition of understanding, it was so interesting what, what they said. It's a perce perceive the intended meaning of something. So you hear something, and you get your understanding of something. And it could be from someone else. So someone speaks, you listen, and through your filters, you get understanding. That's very interesting. Or interpreting a view. Hmm. Interpreting something in a particular way, inferring, filling the gaps, assuming. This is all in understanding. There's a better way to understand. There's the world's way, and there's our way. This is the world's way. Be sympathetic or knowledgeably aware of something about someone or their character or how they're feeling. This is what the world says understanding is, and it's all based on your point of view and who you are. And that's where we come to this thing where Pastor Jason was talking before about two friends who are at odds with one another. Has anyone been in a situation where there's been a misunderstanding? <laughs> where someone said something, you interpreted it, and maybe you got, they were saying it mean, or they were saying, or they making fun of me, something, and then they're happy, they just said what they said, and you misunderstood. Or someone misunderstood you. That's happened to me. I was at work years back. And what I did was I, um, I made a joke ab about something. And I was being sarcastic. And the interesting thing about sarcasm is this. 
Sometimes people don't know who you are, what you're saying, and what your heart is. And a, a sarcastic remark, oh, like you have all the time in the world, that person took it seriously, that they should be done their work in that amount of time. And I was being sarcastic. I thought, well, there's, you have so much work to do. I'm not expecting this at, like, when you get to it. And they misunderstood, and it hurt their feelings. And that was a big learning lesson for me about sarcasm. That it's not, <laughs> we want people to understand, but <laughs> sarcasm is not the way to, make, to, to do jokes sometimes. And, uh, and, and I learned something that day. I understood something about sarcasm that day. <laughs> but there's these understandings that happen in the world, like, you don't understand me. What don't I understand? I don't understand how you're feeling. I don't understand your circumstances. I don't understand where you're coming from. And when you say, you don't understand me, you're really putting this wedge between you and someone else. You have your understanding, and they can't come in to your understanding. You don't understand me. You don't understand what I've gone through. You don't understand how hard it is. Basically saying, you can't speak into my situation. You don't know, you don't have anything that I need about it. Here I am, the island to myself. Well, yeah, what else, what am I supposed to understand? That you um, have a feeling and you're in sin about it? Maybe you're in a situation and you got yourself into that situation. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you chose that, but you did. Do I need to understand that? Do I really need to understand what led you down this road to get into this situation? Do I really need to know that? The thing about understanding is it wants to draw you to something. Trying to understand draws you to people. So in that, when some, oh, you don't understand me, it's a little bait for you to go, wait a second, I, 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 what? And then you want to, you go sit beside them. Help me understand. What, what are you going through? And you spend all time talking about the problem and the situation, and you're sucked into it, too. And, you may, and now you have this little pity party. That's what people are doing. You don't park in the pity party. We don't want to let people, what they think, their understanding of the matter, draw us. And what Pastor Gwen was talking to, uh, to us about that word about, like, global warming. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, ah! But, but don't you understand? The world's in a mess. Don't you understand that we're going to have, like, no ice, and it's going to, like, melt, and it's going to cover the earth, and then we're going to have no place. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Things are going to die. It's going to be so bad. You need to, like, lower your fuel consumption. I did not get my vehicle because I was doing something good for the environment. It was purely selfish. I wanted to save money. <laughs> I was like, gas is expensive. 
I want to get in the HOV lane and I want to get to work quicker. That's why I want my car. <laughs> That's why I want it. I wasn't thinking, oh, gee, my emissions and this and that and the other thing. I don't need to take care of that. God told us that, this, that in the world there will be troubles. But he's overcome the world. I think he's overcome global warming. It's okay. It's all right. And I don't think it's this thing that's going to be that when Jesus comes back, he's like, okay, okay, he's coming back for the glorious church when we're all united, right? And, and everything. And he's coming back. He's waiting for that moment. And he's like, and we've been joking about like, you know, it's gonna, he's just going to come in that moment before it falls apart. You know, we got united. Everything's okay. Take us quick before it goes bad. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's coming. He's, his time, he's coming and going to come at that point. And he's also thinking, gee, I sure hope they get it together before the earth crumbles. <laughs> they better get, they only got so much, they only got so much time. <laughs> they better get to it quick. Unite, unite, unite. <laughs> I think he's got it covered for us. It's going to be okay. We don't have to worry. I mean, there is a balance. You know, we need to be good stewards of the things that God gives us, and we need to honor God's creation. But can you imagine if everybody's heart was that way, how different this world would look? If we're honoring God's creation, finding a balance, enjoying what he's given us, that we can enjoy meat and all those things. Like, you know, I can enjoy it. You can, you can, you, you can be vegetarian, but I enjoy my bacon. I enjoy it. <laughs> you can do it. It's your choice. You could, like, you know, there's, there's veggie, veggies to enjoy. <laughs> so one of my husband doesn't enjoy some, and I enjoy the, them, and, you know, it's finding a balance in married life. There you go. Hallelujah. I'm never going over to his side of understanding about how mushrooms are possibly not tasty. But anyway. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> But understanding is drawing us and is, is drawing us. But there's an understanding that you can be drawn to that's different from your understanding about things or someone else's yucky mess of understanding about things or the world's understanding about things. So with that in mind, <laughs> let's go to Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. We're, we have understanding. We can get it. It's good. It's good to understand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I, like, you know what, honestly, wanted to read the whole thing, but you can go back and read it again. You can probably read it more than once. Um, in, in Ephesians 1 and 5, let's just jump there. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to be in here. We're going to jump, hop around, hop, skimp, and jump. And uh, we've been, we've been, Solidifying this this morning about things like he, for he or for he ordained us, foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with the purpose of his will, because it pleased him, and was his kind intent. He didn't do it because you needed saving. He did it because he was pleased that you would be saved. 
He's like, oh, I better save them. You know, like, you better, I better do that. Just, just to, yeah, obligation. I just, oh, I better. Oh, I just can't look at that anymore. I just got to save them. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I got to go do that. He didn't feel that way. He was like, yes, I would be pleased to help out. And his helping out, wow. You know, like when you lend a hand, come a little bit different from going to the cross. <laughs> Give own son, rising from the dead. He helped us out. Because it pleased him and it was his kind intent. Who he is, his goodness, all of who he is, that's who wanted to save you. Not because of your trouble, not because of your suffering, but just, I love you. I love who you are. Of course I'll do it. And that's not obligation. He was not obligated. He was like, I get to do this. I get to save them. Just like we get to serve him. We get to. So that we might be the pra- to the praise and com- uh, commendation of his glorious grace and favor and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us, his beloved. In him we have redemption. We, had, we heard about this righteousness this morning. Deliverance and salvation through his blood, the remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, trespasses, accordance with the riches in his gener- um, and the generosity of his gracious favor, which he lavished upon us. In every kind of wisdom and understanding, practical insight and prudence, making known to us the mysteries and secret of his plan and his purpose. And in, and in is this, in accordance to his good pleasure, his kindness, just who he is, his merciful intention, which he had previously purposed and set forth in him, he planned for the maturity and the times and the climax of ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on the earth. Here, if we go jump back up into verse 8 and 9, it says, which he lavished upon us in every kind of, every kind of wisdom and understanding and practical insight and prudence, making known to us the mysteries of his will and of his plan and of his purpose. I'd rather understand that than understand someone who says, you don't understand me. So we have different understandings. We have your understanding. We have my understanding. They're different. They're different. But we have another understanding. We have God's understanding. And there's always an opportunity to get drawn into others' understandings when we can meet in God's understanding. We can meet in his understanding. I could get pulled into that climate change debacle. And oh my goodness, what a mess. Don't go there. Don't get drawn. <laughs> I hear enough on the outskirts and it's enough. How You can get drawn there. And then all of a sudden you're drawn into works to save the environment. Recycle. You know, get the electric car, which I already have. What else do I need to do? Okay, windows. I'm getting those, but to save money again. Um, <laughs> and it's loud out in my neighborhood. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about saving the environment. 
I just follow God's plan and things work out. Things will work out if we're following God's plan. So I could, get other, I could get the world's understanding and the world's ways to solve the problem. And I could do it. And I'll get it. You just get exhausted. Because also, too, in that, in any understanding, there's multiple understandings. There's so many points of view. So many things that people have ideas about. I could get drawn in that. Or we can draw together in God's understanding. His perspective, yes. And those mysteries, making known to us the mysteries of his will, of his plan and purpose. I made light of that situation where we talk, talk about Jesus is coming. He's got all sorts of, you know, things in the oven, things to think about, different things to like, you know, the environment, the, the, how the church is, what's the devil's doing over there, okay? And then and there's the apex of where he's coming. And he's thinking about all these factors. No, he set his time. He said, I'm coming this time. God the Father knows. Jesus doesn't know. I always wonder why Jesus doesn't know. I think it's nice, you know, how many times can you surprise Jesus? Like, you know, hey, like here, this is a surprise for you. You get to go back now. That's, <laughs> that's my gift and surprise to you. And he's just like, yay. He wants to come back. He does want to come back. But he wants to come back in the plan, in God's plan be a nice surprise for him oh yes I get to go back now because he knows how he's coming back because we've seen you know eyes of flame of fire you know white hair he's gonna be looking like victory victory you know I'll be like exciting to see ah hallelujah he's happy he could do it now he's ready now he was ready after the cross but you can be ready you can be ready for what God has for you, but in his plan. Understand and understanding. You know, I'm, I'm learning more and more about how much I don't know about time. And we, the world knows the linear time. And the more and more I know about it, the less and less I know. This mystery is, you know, he, you know what I, I understand? I understand when he says go, I go. And when he says stay, I stay. So hallelujah. So it talked about prudence. And so in here in verse, um, it says, in verse 8, he says, which he lavished upon us in every kind of wisdom and understanding. Lavish, like, you know, oh, here's just a little bit. Have you ever seen kids sharing? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you know or you could have or you know or or they go over because i don't have any of this toy and then they're like oh you can have that well who wants that just the, that one little piece they can't build anything with that you know he's not like you know okay i got only this much no he's lavishing and he can lavish me and he can lavish you i don't understand this these people who you know they they're like God can't do that. God can't bless you. You know, you got to live in lack. Got to, you know, you just got to live with what you got and, you know, suffer, suffer, suffer. Why, why do you, like, he lavishes. Yes, yes, come on. Like how, like, 
there's that understanding where they understand that there's not more than enough. If you don't understand more than enough, how can you understand a more than enough God? You can't get there. You can't. You, and so then, through your understanding, you look to God and you block yourself. But I can get into his understanding and I can stay in his understanding. Hallelujah. So he lavishes us every kind of wisdom and understanding, practical insight and prudence. Prudence is not just a name, you know. <laughs> you might have met a prudence. I'm sure like, you know, like they must have enjoyed later when they learned what prudence meant that, oh, yay, I'm named prudence. Hallelujah. I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, mental uh, and prudence. And I looked up prudence in the Strong's as opposed to the dictionary. And it says uh, uh, a ment mental action or activity, intellectual, more insight. So in our, in our brain, we get understanding. And, the, and there, I would love this, what it said. It said, the knowledge and holy love of the will of God. The knowledge and holy love of the will of God. To, to love his will. Not just love him, but love his will. Love what he will, who he is, what he does, his way. And we can get to know that. We can get to know his ways. We can get to know them. And so I can link arms with that. I can link arms with his way, his understanding, and not try to, because he, he's not going to move. You can move other people from their understanding all the time, but you can't move God from his. He won't, he won't change. He won't change for you. He's like, oh, because you, you said so. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Because you said so, I'll change my mind. Because you're feeling sad about that and dejected. Oh, no. Thank God he doesn't change his mind. That he's always solid, you know, like, you know, like we're, we're planted in him. We're planted on the rock. Aren't you glad it's not moving? Because there's things of this world and you can see it happening. Masks. In the States, it's really great because their, their news just comes up here. You don't even have to ask for it, gosh. <laughs> but they're dealing with their mask situation now and then the vaccines and then if you've been vaccinated, now, now you have to wear a mask and you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and to be fair to them, they're freaking out because it's changing all the time. It's, they're changing. It's not predictable. When it, things are predictable, you know, people can set it on it. They can depend on it. But the government will never be solid unless it's got God in it. You know, unless God's ruling it completely, it could be a rock. But it's not. And so we hear that we, this is just you're seeing sand go back and forth and people on that sand and look at how they're acting. Look at how they're acting. And so it's shifting. It's shifting. I need to, when I go into my class, I need to know what my expectations are and I cannot shift. Because when there's a shift, there's an open door for how far can I push her? 
You know, I see this. I see this. I see this. What else can I get? You know, what else can I do? And I need, I have like certain things, like they need this daily schedule, you know, and, and sometimes we shift from it, but in the beginning, I'm like, I'm, and I'm usually as much as possible, things happen, we talk about that, things happen, you can be flexible, but for the most part, it's this, we do this, we do this, we do that, we do that, and in that, they're happy. In that, you know, they know what's expected, they know what to do, they know what's going to happen next. And then when a surprise comes, they're actually more well adjusted to be able to accept that surprise of things happening because they're solid in, what we've, in the, the routines and things that we set. Are you solid in his word? Are you set in his word? Do you understand that it's the truth do you understand these mysteries that God is revealing to you? And you know, oh, I don't, I don't know. You know something. Absolutely. You know something that got you through. Mm-hmm. You're here today because you trusted God. That's right. He revealed something to you, and you're in a different place than you were before. Yes. And it wasn't you with your understanding. It was you aligning with his understanding. And that's what we want to do. We, we, we don't want to be tricked by people drawing us to their understanding. We want to get our understanding for ourselves. So I am glad. I'm glad to bless you with the preach word. It encourages. It's great. It's good. But you need to do for yourself as well. You need to get in the word and do it. Like I preach a lot of Jeremiah 29:11. We talked a bit about it at pastor's table and one of the episodes that I'm that we're going to re, do a rerun of is um, one episode where I talk a bit about it. And I love that scripture. But it's in my heart in a different way than it would be in yours just listening to me. It's anchored in my heart. I have an understanding of it because I've worked with it. I've stood on it. I've confessed it too, because we, you know, I confess the word, and I meditate on it, and I think about it, and I've applied it to my life. How I understand my life is based on that word. Now, you can try to do that, and you know what? You could, you know, there's a lot of people that like to Jeremiah 20, 11, 9 11. I'm not knocking it, it's good, but <laughs> there needs to come a point where you need to understand it. I'm telling you about it, but then you need to get the understanding. I don't get it. You get it. I've got mine, and I'm willing to share it, but you need to get yours. And maybe it's going to be another scripture. Do you have another scripture? Who has, who has who, put your hand up if, you, if there's been a, t- like a, a scripture that's gotten you through something? Who's had more than one that's gotten you through something? A different one, a new one. This is important. This is important. And, we can, and, and so part of that is getting his understanding about situations. When I think about Jeremiah 29 11, his plan for me, his expected end, now I insert my life in that. And I understand from his perspective that it's an expected end. How, and it's a good plan. So when I come along, this is not a good plan. 
it's not from him. Maybe it was from someone else, but maybe it was from my dumb choice that got me there. And I can go back, you know what, God is so good. He's so great. He's so loving. He's so kind. He can fix some problems really quick. He can get, get those fixed really quick. Some problems are a little bit longer to fix. You're staring at something. Oh, no, look what I did. The blood of Jesus washes away. And through that, if you have like, sympt- like things or consequences of sin in your life, you can understand them differently through the blood of Jesus. Now let's take an example. It's kind of removed. It's a woman that has a baby out of wedlock. She has her baby, decides to keep it, maybe give it up for adoption. The consequences of that sin are there. Because there's consequences, that does not make you less forgiving. Consequences don't make you less forgiven. You can understand consequences through the blood of Jesus. And this is where the church has went to their understanding about things. Tearing down that woman. Tearing down that child who did nothing wrong. Going and hate, being hateful to people that sin. But the thing about that sin is it's very obvious when she walks around what happened. She's not married. There was a baby bump. And then there's the kid. Very obvious. But there's sins that are not so obvious. And sins that you can't quite see. But they're there. And maybe no one knows. But God knows. And you know. And hopefully, it can be dealt with before it becomes seen by anyone else. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I like to deal with it. You know, like, thank you, God, that you're not putting all my sin out open for everyone. He's not doing that. He doesn't want to. He's the one who's in the business of taking sin away. He's in that business of taking that away from you. And we can be in that business, too where he removes it far from us. But we can understand his ways. Not through our eyes, but his eyes. That's just one thing. Consequences. There's a way, if he has mysteries and he's revealing them to us, he has a way of dealing with that consequence. And some of you are listening online, and you have a consequence of your sin. It doesn't mean you're not forgiven. And there's a way to get through. But your understanding won't get you through. Having other people understand your situation will not get you through. God's understanding will get you through. God's understanding will help you. Because there's that woman who listened to God. And she did what God said. And she prayed for people. And she stood with people. And there was that child that had a good plan for his life. And isn't that interesting? 
that God can take sin, remove it, and good plans can be put in place. Amen. That's what I understand about Jeremiah 29, 11. That's my understanding. And I only know a little. There's more. More for me to get. More for me to understand. Hallelujah. So good. I want to just jump down. So he planned in him also, and that we're going back to Ephesians 1 and 11. In him we also were made God's heritage portion, and we obtained an inheritance, for we had fore, been foreordained, chosen and appointed beforehand in, his, in accordance with his purpose, who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. Can you get it aligned with his will, with his understanding? Wait a second, you don't understand. I got this situation. I got this problem. I got this circumstance. He's, so God's going to go over to you? Huh. We just talked about him being not movable. We got to get over to him. We get over to him. That's a good, like, like, you know, when you hear, you don't understand or you think that. You don't understand. It's a good signal that you're not on God's understanding path. But you can get there. Just It's a, just a choice, simple choice. So that we who, um, in verse 12, so that we who first hoped in Christ put our confidence in him and have been destined and appointed to live in the praise of his glory. I'm just noticing that it's like this is that expected end. It's there. And he is not having to work to make you get there. He did his work. It's finished, he said. Do you believe it's finished for you? Are you walking out that finished work of Jesus? Or are you just like laying on the path there? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I try, I, I'm like, you know, but... You don't know me. You don't know my pain. No, 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 no. You know, like, I, you know, you've dealt with someone like that. And I've been that someone. You've been that someone. You can't get out of there until you get out of that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, the quicker you can get over that, the quicker you can move on. Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny. Like, so, like, some kids fall on the playground. Like, September seems like they got all new shoes. They're out on the playground, and there's lots of concrete. And then they're running, and then there's people that are falling, and then there's skin knees. And it's amazing how some will just get up and go, oh, and then go run. And then there's some, and the crocodile tears, and oh, you know, and it's so hard. Yes, dear, yes, it's okay. It's okay. You can stay here. You know, that one that got up is enjoying recess. He got up, and he's enjoying recess, and you're sitting with me all of recess long, upset about it. How much of recess, how much of life are you going to be standing, sitting there upset? It's up to you. It's up to you. You know what? God, God can pour in the healing. And he's like, he's ready there with his healing cup. And you're like, when you're ready. I want, no, I, the people, I think people just love their pain. They love their pain too much. They just want to be there. Wear it like a badge. Pain. Here's my pain badge. Here. 
join me in my party of pain. Um, In him, you also have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed and adhered to and relied on him, and were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. We're sealed. Stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. That spirit, the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits and pledge, and foretaste of the down payment of our heritage, just a little bit. As the Holy Spirit blessed you, he sure blessed me. And, they, and, they, and the God's word saying this is a foretaste. This is just a taste of his goodness. Wow. Hallelujah. In anticipation of its full redemption and, our, and acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. And, uh, and, and on it goes, and, we're, and it jumps down, and there's a prayer for us. And it's Paul praying it, but the Holy Spirit through him praying it over us. And I love to take a moment and pause there and say, this is God praying for us. I think he has faith for it. He's praying it for me. He's praying it for you. This is his prayer for us. We can receive it with gladness and joy. And know that it'll come to pass. It can come to pass now. For I always want to, uh, I always pray to the God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and secret, and the deep, intimate knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you, and how rich his glory, glorious inheritance in the saints. And so you can know and understand. You can know and understand. Say, I can know and understand. I can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrating with the working of his mighty strength. I want that understanding. That understanding will get us through. That understanding got us through this pandemic. It's done. It's done. Some people don't want it to be done. That's their understanding. That's not my understanding of the matter. It's finished. It's finished. And I was just thinking about this week and saying it that Jesus said it's finished, not when it was finished, before he died. Before he died. He said it's finished. What do we think is finished? Raised again, glorious life. He didn't raise, get raised up in the garden with Mary and say, it's finished now. He said it before. He said it before. And it was finished for him. And it can be finished for us. Just like what I said before I started. It can be finished a long time ago. And you're walking in that finished work. Understand. Don't get linked with other people's understanding. Get linked with his. Because when you're linked with his, we can understand one another way better. 
Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W, 3B1.